Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Scream Queen, a podcast about scary movies. From people not typically depicted in scary movies. And, you know, I oftentimes say this at the top of the show, I feel like it bears repeating. We are going to spoil the hell out of everything that we're talking about. Um, Watch these films, please, before you listen to this. Yes. I just want to also say that Hello, the Devil is Real. Um, I was almost kept out of the studio today. I was in an airport for 20 hours, some total yesterday. I was uh, so I was in in Philly for a gig. And I got to the airport at like um, 9 a.m. Philly time, which is 6 a.m. you know West Coast time. Uh, I had a flight get canceled because of weather. I guess there was like some storm in the Midwest. I got a flight canceled because the pilots timed out. I guess pilots can only fly for a certain amount of hours every and single day. And then they day. have to rest. Yeah. So they they had been in the air. They had come down from Boston. So they and timed then, out. So they didn't have a backup because we were on the tarmac for two hours, and they timed out while we were on the tarmac. So we had to go back in. They were said that they said the flight wasn't canceled. They were looking for a new crew. And then they said the flight was canceled. So I want to say fuck you, American Airlines. I also want to say fuck you, United, because I got a flight on United canceled. I missed two connections. But I want to say a big I love you to JetBlue because they flew me up to Boston. Okay. Um, and oh, here was the thing. I was like minutes away from catching my um, connection in Boston. And then they were like, so we got up to the gate. The lights came up. Everyone got their stuff. I ran to the front and they were like, just so you know, we're having a problem with the jet bridge. So you the just jet bridge wasn't all the working. Way over there. And yeah. So, the, so I, and the, here's the thing. I could have easily taken a flight to, for today, but I would have missed this recording session. And so I want to say, uh, a hearty thank you all for listening. Thank you, Drea. But this is also your fault. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> let me say, I love and appreciate you. I know your ass wanted to stay in Philly because you had options hey, in hello. Philly. <laughs> like, hey, you don't need to be talking about my business. You don't need to so put my business I'm out there. Saying. I'm a businessman. <laughs> Uh, but one of, one of the good things about being in Philly, though, was I did listen to this podcast called The Color Grade that's out from Domino Sound, produced yes. by Alexandra De Palma and Kenya Anderson. Um, it's the Color Grade. The Color Grade. Uh, the Only the first episode is out now, but it's a podcast about movies from a queer POC perspective. That's why it's related to this show, um, it, but specifically about movies that came out at Sundance. There's only the first episode out now that's a really, really thoughtful discussion about the Russell Simmons uh, documentary. It's hosted by Joy Childs with a discussion from Nalika Radway from Raising Rebels podcast and Kenya Anderson, our lovely Kenya co-producer. Um, and it's like the, the podcast is basically like, the basically like listen to black women, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like if people listen to black women more in these movies in particular, they might not have all died. Yeah, we'd avoid so. a lot of bullshit. <laughs> and check out their Instagram. Um, you can see what they were doing at Sundance. Hardworking women. Mm hmm. With our producers, just they were on it the whole damn time. You know, they were like pounding that pavement eight hours a day, getting all these interviews. So, yes, please go listen to The Color Grade. Andrea, will you tell us what our act breakdown is today? Okay. So, today we're getting into it. So, the episode, the theme is Fuck These Kids. Fuck These Kids. And, you know, I'm really <laughs> on that ship. Um, I am so glad you adopted that title today, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I accept it. Act one, we have Have Y'all Seen? 
Crazy White Boys edition. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're getting into two films from my childhood that are there. I'm very, very fond of these films. Mikey from 1992 and The Paperboy from 1994. Which was kind of a sideways remake, which is what I read on the Internet was like Paperboy was kind of a sideways remake of Mikey in in a weird way. Yeah, I mean. Actually, I did not know that. I mean, that was from Wikipedia. (laughs) Wikipedia, they know it all. Um, Getting into our act two, the main discussion, we're doing Come to Daddy. That's Elijah Wood's new film. And The Lodge. Um, Riley Keough and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Two two movies that came out within the past few weeks that I actually enjoyed instead of talking about movies that we fucking hated. (laughs) And I thought that girl's name was, uh, her last name was pronounced like uh, Keough or, (laughs) I didn't know what the, so yeah. Sound it out, bitch. (laughs) Keough. That works. And then finally for our act three, our scream queen of the week is Kiersey Clemens in Sweetheart. Yes, Kiersey, bring it home, ma. Act one, have y'all seen? This is, I mean, these movies immediately when I was working on this podcast and thinking about it, like I've always wanted to cover these. These inspired like, this is the antithesis of like why everything I love about creepy, odd horror, like this shit was on daytime television. I mm-hmm. used to watch these films mm. and I used to love- That's why you're fucked up. Oh, I mean, for, <laughs> that's one of the reasons. But um, I used to love- my favorite pastime uh, was playing sick and staying home and watching TV. That uh-huh. was my favorite thing Oh, to I do. loved it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and literally everything on television day and night was just wonderful. Just well, here's so much the thing. trash. What happened to me was I actually got chicken pox when I was in third grade. Up until third grade, I was a sporty bitch. Third grade, I got chicken pox. I stayed home for a week, watched daytime TV. And immediately, that ruined. That, I, I was a fat kid from then on because I just wanted to be on the couch <laughs> oh, watching cute TV. little couch potato. I know, roly-poly. <laughs> so uh, tell us about so, Mikey and the Paperboy. Yeah, so Mikey came out in 1992. The director, Dennis Dempster. Um, he also, fun fact, what is... Was in an episode of Fantasy Island back in the day. Okay. And we're going to be covering that in an upcoming episode. Yes. So the tagline for this movie, uh, two taglines that I found. Remember, Jason and Freddie were once kids or were kids once too. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I mean, I guess I kind of just adopted this as a tagline because he said it a lot. He goes, are you going to be my new mommy and daddy? Mikey was a <laughs> fucked up little punk ass bitch. So Brian Bonsall is who played him. And that's the kid from Disney's Blank Check. He oh, went on, yeah. He, he went on to play him a couple years later. Um, I, thought, I was wondering why he looked so familiar. That little uh, that face that I wanted to punch the baby teeth out of. <laughs> no, he has a cute face. But he's a little shit in this movie. So um, basically, you know, well. He's a misunderstood kid who's been tossed around the foster care system and is simply looking for a place in the world. Psych, he's just your average homicidal maniac in training. Mm-hmm. Some of this little serial killer's quirks include fire, electronics in bath or hot tubs, marbles, baseball bats, traveling with the murder weapon. That shit was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Archery. Uh, that scene where these little white boys were dressed as Indians. Oh, that was, yes. Uh, interesting. I clocked that. <laughs> no, I bet you did. The, Mister and, with the, they all had headbands and feather, uh, headdresses and shit and, and feathers and stuff, and they were shooting off we bows will, and arrows, and I was like, mm. And we will clock that and come back to that. 
This kid loved aquariums with killer fish, mm-hmm. older girls, and videotaping his murders, yeah. a.k.a. Mikey's funniest home videos. I was like, the fuck is... Go-? He just would sit in the chair and watch himself killing people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a fucked he, up he little boy. He was playing these films in the background like they were horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is Mikey's funniest home videos. He killed three also, people in the first five minutes. In the first... Yeah. Yes, he, he's, he's playing with fire. And, yeah, he's got a thing for... Uh, He's got a he. He's really good with electronics. He set up a tripod and the whole equipment really well. Mm-hmm. Really good angles. Mm-hmm. Like he's <laughs> he's really cinematography, he, bitch. We I'm stand. seeing a director. That's what I'm trying to say. So the, the they could have solved this immediately. Like there's clearly something's off with this whole situation. But the detectives are just shit. Yeah, and they immediately throw him back into the, the foster care system because Aunt Kelsey is like, I ain't taking that kid. Yeah, the smartest person in the whole fucking movie. She didn't even say goodbye his ass she Mm-mm. just walked out the building as <laughs> yeah i mean and the thing is like but but she stays on the case right no 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 okay that's uh, the one, oh that was the, the sister she yeah. was like i ain't taking that bitch. and that was it oh, that's yeah. the last you see of her see that's here's the, here's the thing the whole thing about like the scary movies and what we would have done was mm-hmm. is we just wouldn't be a part of the movie that movie would be over <laughs> so now we ha- who comes in and basically picks up her character is the the character of Sean Gilder who was also in Hellraiser. Okay, she was uh p- she played Kirsty, okay, Kirsty okay. Cotton. Gotcha. And she was on to this Mikey's case from the get go. She was on his ass. She's like, I don't trust this kid. This this kid is off. Mm-hmm. But when it really counted at the very end, and everybody's get you know when shit's going down, she choked. Yeah, and it made no sense. It contradicted the whole fucking character. You know, I was wondering why the the this movie set her up to be the sort of like she was like the investigator right mm-hmm. and then then at the very and then she just dies well she wasn't the investigator she was his teacher right oh and, that's and right she, and she was working with the principal and she had the cops involved but that's but the the original cops were just fucking stupid mm-hmm. and then they threw him over to them and then she found out that his original family who were from El Cajon that's El- right LKG oh yes I did clock <laughs> oh, that oh, shit yeah, which is where I went to high school mm-hmm. East County San Diego thank <laughs> you <laughs> oh yeah some special it's totally times totally believable out there. actually that a, very... a, a messed up kid like that would come mm-hmm. out of El Cajon mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of Mikeys out there mm-hmm. uh, as a just because of El Cajon just never don't even go through El Cajon if you can avoid it I mean the thing is like you're gonna smell the meth and it's gonna fuck you up so <laughs> <laughs> also everyone is either totally suspicious of this kid or they're totally in denial yeah so his new parents are just like, oh, he's wonderful. I don't see what you're just jealous. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, and it's and it doesn't make any sense. The sister, older sister is like, hmm. Also, he, he makes out with her in the first five seconds meeting her. <laughs> so many inappropriate things going oh, right, on there. He, pl- he, pre- he pretends to be dead. Mm-hmm. And so when she does mouth to mouth, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, look, this is cool. If you put a uh, tennis ball under your, your armpit, it stops your pulse. Isn't that cool? Mm. <laughs> She's like, that's interesting. <laughs> you I fucking cannot forgive freak. <laughs> this little kid because he went through um, uh, radio into the hot tub with that hot guy. Well, before he did that, he, he set up that cat. He put the oh, cat yes. behind the dude's car, and then and then the dude ran over her cat. And so, so talk he, about don't do that to the cat. He went and snapped that cat's neck. So, so his next door neighbor was this older than him. He had a crush on, killed her cat, then put it underneath the tire of her boyfriend's like car. So mm-hmm. it seemed like he, he had killed, killed the cat. Yeah, and then this is some fucked up shit, Mikey. Mm-hmm. And then he basically convinced himself that the 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 boyfriend did do it, and then he kicked a. <laughs> Freaking hot, and yet again, 
electronics and a hot tub this time. Yep. He kicks it into the hot tub. And then the mother's like, a, a few days before that, he had, to, he had a curling iron. And he was oh, looking yeah. at his mother and he was like, you know, a curling iron in that hot tub would be like, or in there, that bathroom would be like an electric chair, huh? And she's like sitting titties out like, titties get the out, fuck out like, of here. What the fuck? <laughs> and then she puts two and two together like, wait a second, the hot tub, the electric chair, oh my God. Mm. And then as he proceeds to whoop her ass at the end of this movie, she's right. walking around the house from him, walking away from him. Really? up, Walking up the stairs, walking this way, walking that way. Bitch, if he kills you, you deserved it. Yeah. You, you're supposed to run out the house or, or just beat this little motherfucker up. Yeah. It was like everybody was too scared to hit him. That's the problem with the young white man. <laughs> Everyone's too scared to hit them, but hit away, bitch. <laughs> I would have got a tennis racket, whatever. <laughs> see, because that's... A pillow. See, Smother that little motherfucker. Because when I grew up, I knew anything that you could put in your hand could become a weapon in mm-hmm. your parents' hands. So it's like, I got slippers, I got belts, like I got big wooden spoons. I got a big wooden spoon broken on my butt one time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I did have... A, my grandma was one of those people who would have me in the yard cutting a switch out for her to hit me with. Well, that's so. just evil. So. I, I never had that done to me. I'm Look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, you know, I just want to say... This what one thing that unfortunately happened after this movie, um, to like about I think the following year, there was the James Bolger murder in Liverpool where two 10 year old boys killed a two year old. And so this movie till this day remains banned in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's one of the only films like like that that is still banned till this day in the UK. Huh. Um, so yeah, that's also attached to this movie. So with the Paperboy, um, so this is 1994. This is also. It, it was, I want to say there was a connection also with The Good Son in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this came out right around the same time or maybe just like a year or two before. Um, it might have been the same year. Um, it's basically after school s- special stalkery vibes, mm-hmm. and, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Super nostalgic. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Uh, well, first of all, that boy was a little punk bitch. Um, he basically time. called himself called himself out several because he would be like in his room like you're a weak little boy I <laughs> you know he had a lot of dialogue with himself about how not shit he was god <laughs> doesn't love you or whatever the fuck's going on he had also so he uh, like like mikey um this dude had a, a obsession with his with an older woman um who he wanted to be his mommy it, it was it's it, well, was, he was it sexual was well, he it? was mistreated by his mother when you come to discover this as the film progresses uh, his mother was like a Bible thumping, like mm-hmm. crazy lady, and she she like put the fear of God in him, and now he's all fucked up. And, and also, his daddy and, wasn't shit neither. And his, his daddy was a weak motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He bought him a, a birthday gift, oh, and he right. said, "I got it twenty percent off." I know you like red, but how about this yellow golf bag? <laughs> oh God! And it was like you're giving him weapons to kill you with. And sir. why are you telling him it's twenty percent off, I motherfucker? Know. What a like, cheap daddy! He's just useless. Yeah. Um. He is a paper boy. I mean, that's the first his... five minutes of the movie. Uh, there's a black Christmas style kill. Right, he kills the grandma. Yeah, with a with a bag in the in a rocking chair as she's watching a uh, tape from her daughter and uh, her and her daughter's child. And his basically his plan is he's going to kill the grandma so that the so he can get the daughter and the child to come back and be his family. Mm-hmm. He has made, they had this whole plan worked out in his head, and you know it's just 
also there's a girl who he doesn't like in the neighborhood in the first five oh, ten minutes right. and he rigs something as she's climbing up into her window her little trellis falls off the side and he's like oh yeah she's gone she's a paraplegic now oh god yeah I forgot about that <laughs> that was oh, it we never saw oh, her cause, again cause um, as he was sneaking around uh, cause the, 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 the young lady was babysitting the little the little girl who he wanted to be part of his family mm-hmm. he's like like I'm um, sneaking around the house and he sees her he sees the babysitter having sex with a dude yeah. or he sees the titty ball pop out and she Titty ball? She sees a titty ball pop out. She <laughs> clocks him and she sees him. She's like, get out of here, you creep. And then that's why he gets revenge on her and makes her a paraplegic. But he's like, isn't it funny? She just fell out of the window and now she's a paraplegic for the rest of her life. And I'm like, bitch, paper boy, you need to get slapped. <laughs> and you just said titty ball. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about, um, let's see. Uh, he took her down when they went to the funeral house. Uh, he took he's like, check out these kid sized coffins. Oh, God. <laughs> what is so going many, on with the whites? Um, they are very inappropriate. The, the, uh, there's a scene where the mother's like, she hears a conversation between him and her daughter. And it's just like, go ahead, touch it. Oh, right. <laughs> it's icky. It's like, don't worry. It's okay. And she's like, what are you guys doing here? And he's like, I'm just, she's just petting my frog or something like that. It was a little turtle or whatever. I was just like, oh my God, like you could never, first of all, why would you? But you could never do that today. No, Um, I I think there was, I think, what was the thing that he so at the end he's like trying to get the he's like chasing the the woman and her daughter around uh and then the cops come and he tries to tell the cops like she's beating on me and she's like trying to kill me or whatever and it turns out the cop is there for him and he's like i have rights well (laughs) okay wait we gotta jump back before that it was there was the dog death and then the grandma died she he convinced her that he was beating her dog to death, and, but it really it was like a bag of like some kind of red drinks or something. Yeah, cause and, before, and then she proceeded to have a heart attack in front of him. When I saw, first of all, this grandma lady who was like the witch in the neighborhood or whatever, she, when I saw her with her inhaler, I knew that that's how she was going to die. Mm-hmm. And later, because we see him kill a cat. And so later he's with this old lady in her house. He has her dog. When did he kill a cat? When he snapped the cat's neck. You're talking about Mikey. Oh, damn it. Well, whatever. These kids do whatever. <laughs> Interchangeable. But still, I had it in my head that these these little fuckers kill animals. Um, but I thought that I was like, damn, he really went to town on that dog because he seemingly put it, it in a bag. It was too much. And yeah. I was like, whoa, if this movie actually did that, I was like, wait, I don't remember that happening because I'm like, that is fucked. It kind of went off the and, rails and there. Then, and, but then I was like, okay, thank God. Yeah, I mean, it but it was out, still, yeah. it was still like effective enough. I'm like, that was a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then he's, like you said, he's chasing mama and daughter and um, he also tried to kill mom's boyfriend. And that what happened is when the cops come, the boyfriend comes, he comes out the car, he's all charred because he tried to blow him up oh, and, right. and he's covered in like soot and he's like, hey, Mikey, or whatever. <laughs> you're busted. Mm-hmm. And, or not Mikey. Hey, paper boy. See, because we can't. Well, because you did that. <laughs> motherfucker. Um, these kids ain't shit is what happened. Look, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is his name? Jo- Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, whatever. Johnny the paper boy. But he, uh, yeah, he, he yells, I'm a child. I have, I have rights. You have the and right to shut the fuck you up. You have the right to shut the hell up. <laughs> um, and yeah, that is, he had the option. He could have moved to Tustin with his father, been playing golf, going to Disneyland all, all day, stalking Minnie Mouse. Mm-hmm. That's what his life could have been. But he 
chose the wrong path. Yes. And I mean, that's the moral of the story. I guess. Okay. Or just like maybe don't kill old ladies. I don't know. <laughs> or don't be like a weird little white boy. Yeah. Just just don't be a weird little white boy. And don't go to El Cajon. Don't go to El Cajon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get shit. <laughs> All right, Act 2, Act 2, we've reached Act 2. We're talking this week about Come to Daddy and The Lodge. I think these two work well together because there is a way in which, again, spoiler alert, but there is a way in which they both hinted at some kind of, like, ghostly or supernatural cause for the events of the narrative. And they both ended up being very realistic. Mm-hmm. Each one, there was no supernatural or um, element to them. Mm-hmm. They were actually just set in no, motion by people who ain't shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so come no, they, to, they alluded to yes, yeah, you which were I expecting. liked. Yeah, yeah. So come to Daddy, uh, directed by Aunt Timpson, uh, pro- who produced Deathgasm and The Greasy Strangler. Directed the re- Greasy Strangler. Too. Um, stars Elijah Wood as Norval, who is uh, Tommy Pico haircut having bitch, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Stephen McCaffrey as Gordon in a really smarmy and creepy pitch perfect role as the fake dad. Um, Stephen McHattie, he's been in a Pontypool, uh, Death Valley, which I rented recently, not well, a few months ago from Video Vortex at Alamo because I like the cover. Mm-hmm. And it's him chasing around the mom from Seventh Heaven and the kid from <laughs> Christmas Story in, in Death Valley. And he's a crazy killer. I mean, and he plays that role so well because yeah. he looks exactly like and one. And he was also in um, a... It's a David Cronenberg film, one of my favorites, History of Violence, okay. with Ed Harris. And he's in the first, like, 15 minutes of the film. It's one, It's a fucking awesome scene where he's a bad guy gangster coming to, to meet Ed Harris. He, History of Violence. He looks, I mean, he plays unhinged so well. Mm-hmm. So in Come to Daddy, a privileged man-child arrives at a beautiful and remote coastal cabin of his estranged father, whom he hasn't seen in 30 years. He quickly discovers that not only is his dad a jerk, he also has a shady past that is rushing to catch up with him. Now, Dre and I saw this together. It was maybe one of the most entertaining films I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really seamlessly balanced um, drama and tension with uh, with humor. Just, yeah, it was just fun. It was hu- It was so fucking funny and so fun. And also, like there were it. I it was. Um, I couldn't have predicted what happened. No, I mean they don't. This is a great example of a movie that did not give away too much in the fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell us shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell us anything. I we, it... we literally like we've been in there, and then there's 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 a whole other thing like part of this movie that you just don't know was going to happen. I thought it was a really good companion to something like Parasite. Yeah, really, because it had like the upstairs downstairs feel to it. Yeah, like, what's uh, going on in the basement? Compartments. Of this house? I love yes. me some compartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah secret compartments. And yeah, also, little things opening up. Well, so it, it turns out that Elijah Wood's daddy is not his actual daddy. Yeah, his daddy is not his daddy. Because he, because uh, his daddy's like uh, drunk or whatever, and like tries to actually kill him. Says, "Come to daddy." Tries to cut him down with the with the with the with the butcher knife or with a <laughs> well, first a he cleaver go, or he something. Says, you dress like a cunt, and like, you you stuff rats up your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> And if you try to leave this house, they're going to find your your skeleton with rats stepped up your vagina. He did dress like a cunt. (laughs) Wow. Come for me. (laughs) I will say. So Dre and I saw this um, and Elijah Wood was at this screening um, with the director and they talked about uh, extensively about where they got his haircut from. And when he said, I saw I, I we were looking at this picture and it was black and white and the guy looked kind of alien. I don't know. It was like maybe a fashion shoot. It was I 
maintain to this day that they were looking at my author photo because I had that same exact haircut in 2017 and 2018. Yeah, Tommy's the only person that's ever had that haircut. <laughs> Let me maintain my delusions. I believe it's true. I was just going to say it's absolutely true. Don't and he even... actually told me afterwards okay, that it was. Drea. No, I'm dead ass serious. Mm, okay. Well, dead ass. moving on, uh, it turns out that Elijah Wood's daddy's actually chained in the basement of this house. And has was a part of some kind of crime ring that kidnapped He's a thug and he got thug ass friends mm-hmm. they had kidnapped somebody they kidnapped the daughter of like a politician in like thailand or something and held philippines her, and held her for ransom so they had all this money that then elijah wood's daddy had put into elijah wood's so and to, he never questioned how he's like how have you been living in beverly hills and you're with an unemployed mother all this time mm-hmm Hello. So uh, all of all of Elijah was daddy's thug friends try to come collect this money. And it turns out that it's all gone. Mm-hmm. So he's got to kill them, basically. Well, it, his his and the opening uh, quote quotes of the sim, it says the sins of our father are laid upon our children. William Shakespeare. There is no one like my daddy. Beyonce. <laughs> and listen, if you want to get us into a movie, quote Beyonce at the quote top of Beyonce. it. Quote <laughs> Beyonce. I was sold right as soon as they did that. Yeah. Um, And it's true. As soon, he, whatever his father did, it, it, he had to own up to that shit because he was living a really fancy life mm-hmm. because of some crime, some some dirty deeds. Yes. And that, so he had to own up to it. And he not was done a punk, dirt cheap, though. Not done dirt cheap. <laughs> dirty deeds and the done, done dirt, dirt cheap. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but he was a punk bitch through and through. Yeah. He did not come through. When he was when he was talking to the fake daddy about like, so what do you do? And he's like, mm, I'm in the music business. Um, <laughs> you might say I tinkle some ivories. You might say I lay down some sick beats or whatever. Like, I make blazing beats. <laughs> That's what he fucking said. I'm really close to. He was like, I, I count like uh, like Chance the Rapper as one of my allies, and <laughs> I'm really close with uh, Elton John. <laughs> he also had a, a Lord Custom Gold phone. <laughs> Here's what I will say: w- watching the second time, because the first time I watched it, as I watch most scary movies in the theater, my hand was in front of my face almost the whole time. So the second <laughs> time I watched it, I was actually able to take all take in the information, and also watching it the second time. This and the Lodge function this way, which is like you start. You see how things, you see how the how the actor knows what's happening mm-hmm. and how they play it. Oh yeah, it was really fun to watch. Just knowing, like Stephen McHattie, that's not your dad, mm-hmm. and like so he's all of a sudden he's everything that he's doing is calculated. He's trying to figure out this kid, and he's like, maybe just I can play into this for a bit, and then mm-hmm. he's like, well, fuck this kid, I'm not your dad. Every time he calls him dad, he's like. I don't I don't know you motherfucker. And That's what's also, going through his head. What we learn in the second half is that the old Gordon was his name, Gordon the not dad, had a son named Ryan who killed himself by cutting his wrists in a bath. And Elijah so watching it the second time, I, I saw it like it seems in the beginning like that 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 Gordon is gonna play along. And he I, you can tell the moment he's like, fuck this kid is because when Elijah Wood is like he shows him the scars on his wrist and he was like, I almost killed myself. And you see that I watched Stephen McCaddy's eyes and that like mm-hmm. change from something like so, from something like benign to being triggered. It was in that moment when Elijah Wood showed him his wrist that I was like, oh, this is the part where he's like, I'm going to kill this kid. And I, he gets like a lot more aggressive towards him and a lot more confrontational. Um, he, I guess he saw that as a sign of weakness. And then that like, why did my kid die? And you ain't shit kid. You're alive. Yeah. You know? I, well, yeah, I get I missed that. And that maybe 
maybe there is more subtext there. But you can also tell like when, you know, the first time you watch it and he's like, let's take a selfie, son. You think maybe he's just an old man who's bad at holding a phone. But the second time you watch it, you're like, oh, no, he had, he had to make sure that, I mean, that kid I, got rid of his phone. I mean, I know. I knew he was going to do that. I'm, I'm, this movie was already playing up a lot of tropes mm-hmm. that this, like, this film has been done before. Like not like this, but so many things, elements about it have been done before. So I was very familiar the first time I saw it. Like, oh, he's going to make him drop that phone. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, not everybody thinks that way. But in my head, I was like, I was expecting a lot of things. So the second time it wasn't like I noticed so much more. It was, But it was I was able to just kind of get in his head a little bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I already was picking up on things like, but I mean, the phone had to go anyway because yeah. it was... Uh, well, Lord. it was uh, Lord. Uh, he was like, <laughs> "There's only 20 of them in the world," and he's like, "Well, now there's 19." <laughs> Let's talk about the gross things in this movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, dislocating his father's thumb and fingers to well, try to get out of those that, handcuffs. There's the. Do you want to get into, or you want to? Let's get into all of them. I mean, the the opening is the the duty pin. Oh right. Yeah, which we're gonna eventually. I mean, I think Tommy already posted it out of context, but <laughs> they also gave out at the screening we went to. Uh, they gave out plastic bags with pins covered in chocolate to represent this pin that he stabbed the dad with. That it was covered in shit. Yeah. And so we have two. We I had a couple of them, and but yeah, we'll, I'll post it so you guys can partake in. The dis- <laughs> yeah, so, it's disgusting. <laughs> so when yeah, when the dad is like in the in the dungeon, one of his former thug friends is like, "Do you see this? It's covered in excrement," and he stabs him with it. There's also the uh, Elijah Wood uh, shoving tongs into somebody's crotch area. Yeah, he shoves tongs to his crotch area. Then he and then he wraps cellophane and suffocates him. Then he beats him with a, a rolling pin. Yeah. And, and then and then oh and while all the while this dude has a ro- a trail of toilet paper <laughs> in his ass. <laughs> and there's also uh, a, a like a little pin thing that gets pushed through Elijah Wood's cheek. Well, before that, you keep jumping ahead. Hey, boo. listen, I'm jumping. We all know this. <laughs> so they get to the hotel. They meet the chick that likes to put dudes in uh, headlocks. That Ronda Rousey ass looking bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then she's like, and I don't understand why they made her so stupid. But anyway, but she holds him. And then this, the guy that, that we just jumped past a whole bunch of shit. But when he gets to the, to the motel to confront this man who was part of his father's syndicate, um, the guy's like, he takes like a cocktail. I don't know what these things are, but they, I guess he put little limes or something on them. And he stabs him a bunch of times in the gut. And then he. Tries to put it through his ear, but it goes through his cheek and mm-hmm. out the other cheek. And then the lady's like, oh, wait, I think you just killed him. Am I an accessory <laughs> to murder? <laughs> and um, then there's the the epic final kill. Which is uh, Elijah Wood had, uh, I think, uh, let the air out of this man's head, stabbed the man's tires with a thing that gets, which which later goes through Elijah Wood's cheek. So when the guy peels off to go take out Elijah Wood's mom, he uh, uh, skids off the road, hits a sign. The sign falls into the car, kind of brains him a little bit. Yeah. And so Elijah Wood's walking up to him, and as he turns, like half of this man's skull, or like a big chunk of this man's skull is like gone. And he's still talking shit. Yeah. And he's like, I fucked your mom yeah, she she's was a, a prostitute whore, but she looked like this like british uh, uh politician or whatever so i couldn't i couldn't come or whatever mm-hmm. so then elijah wood takes the thing that's in his cheek and plants it right in the guy's brain and that was the creepiest part was this oh the dude's face when he does it <laughs> oh it like makes me quiver like it, yeah, you feel it i felt it in like my butthole <laughs> it's like, like I, my, my ass like clenched it's it, his eyes roll into the back of his head as the Thing slowly goes into his brain. It was really slow and, and good. And then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the end. 
Or yeah. I mean, well, based, oh, and then not the end because Elijah. I just want to say, ultimately, he kind of proved himself to be a dick because yeah. he was as he's bonding with his father. He goes back to his father. They're, They're both like dying on the like, beach. I never let mom forget you. I never. She had so many times to be happy, and I never let her forget you. I'm like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. So I hope you both die on that beach. Yeah. The end. Now the lodge. Uh, made by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, which is the team behind Goodnight Mommy, which was a fucked up movie. Yeah, and this d- these directors are fucking hilarious. I saw a Q and A um, at one of the the screening that I went to, and they they're nuts. Yeah, and they also don't like kids. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know that from Goodnight Mommy, uh, it's very apparent in the Lodge, uh, which, as we <laughs> said before, stars Riley Keough as Grace, Alicia Silverstone with a hole in her head, um, Jaden Mar- <laughs> Jaden Martell from It, which like these It kids are having a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, as Aiden, which in general I think is a very crush worthy name. Um, so. The, the the lodge. Uh, what happens is during a family retreat to a remote winter cabin over the holidays, uh, the father is forced to abruptly depart for work, leaving his two children in the care of his new girlfriend Grace. Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps them inside the lodge as terrifying events summon specters from Grace's dark past. So first of all, Alicia Silverstone. I didn't realize that was her in the opening of this movie. Oh, I I knew immediately. I couldn't even tell until like we see her face up in the car and you see her like crooked mouth and I was like, is that Cher? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I questioned it for a second, but I was like, oh, no, that's her. And also because I was thinking of uh, killing of a sacred deer. She, oh, yeah. 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 You know, so she's she's I mean, and she's also dipped into the dark before. She's mm-hmm. been doing this. What was like, the crush? The, the crush, the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then true crime. Like she's she's been doing this. Mm-hmm. She's always been an outlier in my eyes. Were you? I didn't. I knew when she was arranging those books on that table and having a glass of wine in the middle of the day. I knew some shit was about to go down, but I did not expect her to fully shoot herself in the head. Oh no, no, no! Nobody expected that shit. I was like, "Damn!" She just. I, I took a the... sip of my beer as it was <laughs> oh, happening, no. and I was just like, "Oh!" And then I just that I put that beer down. And I was like, "Okay," and I, I, <laughs> I was yeah drinking my beer as it. So I kind of. I saw it, but I didn't see it, and I was just like, "Oh, Lord. yeah!" I, just, I, I saw it with my friend Tazba, and we both so it didn't, turned. It, it hit me, but yes, it, but it was like I, we we turned to each other and just went, "Damn, Cher!" The guy next to me also. I was about to say some shit to him, but he whispered to his his wife. He's like, "Oh, I hope the children don't find her." Oh God, <laughs> man, this is some soft ass people. There was a dude next to me who just went. <gasps> And covered his face, like not his eyes the way that I would, but just yeah. covered his mouth. He was just like in the whole audience was oh, in yeah. shock. It was a big gas. Like that's a way to that. That's a way to start a movie. It was with a the pal. Band. It yeah. was dope. I like. I really like that whole whole thing. Yeah. Here's something that okay. So then, um, the kids. There's like a funeral. The kids are like devastated, and and then dad brings in girlfriend like right away. Yeah, they didn't even really know about her. Neither do we, though. Like, she doesn't. We don't actually see her Mm-mm. face until like the second act. We don't really know anything about the relationship, why their relationship fell apart. There's mm-hmm. about to be a divorce. Mm-hmm. And then he just basically like, well, I want one and we're going to get together. And so, yeah, it, after it's like shortly after the funeral, a few months after, he's like, I want you to meet your new Who's gonna be your new, your new mommy? Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, the kids fuck like, you. Also, like that little Aiden kid said, "Fuck you" to his dad, and I was like, "Why? Only white kids can get away with saying fuck you." To <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I noticed early on, and this is, I think, a testament to the filmmakers, is that we start off in a dollhouse. Like that's kind of the first shot that we get. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking how, like, how big that man's house was, and how how also claustrophobic it was when he and Alicia Silverstone are in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's that felt like a dollhouse to me. Well, they shot it in a way it was just very uh it's just awkward. 
Yeah. And, and yeah, it felt very, it felt cold. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, that was, I'm, I didn't really think of it like that, but I mean, I know that was intentional. I know what I felt when I watched mm-hmm. it. And it was very, like that, the whole beginning, the way everything sweeps in and that everything goes down and Alicia's uh, character entering and then exiting. So, the, and the way she does is very abrupt, but it's just like very, uh, it was done in such a delicate way. Yeah. And here's one of the creepy things that I found the kids drink milk at dinner, which is disgusting. I wasn't even paying attention <laughs> to that shit. Yeah, but yeah, ugh, gross. And when they were at the lodge, I was it just could have like, been oat milk. You don't know. Mm, <laughs> I think it was uh, full fat vitamin D. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That I think it was actually creamer. I think they were drinking creamer because they're sociopathic ass kids. Yes. <laughs> so they're in the lodge, and I remember thinking like, "Fuck, I hate the winter so much. I hate it so much." I mean, the thing about living on the East Coast that I mean, I loved it. I loved the East. I love New York. I love the East Coast. But every year, winter came, and I was like, "Man, my ancestors are not ready for this." <laughs> like, that's not where we're supposed to be. Um, so the kids play this elaborate system of pranks on Grace once the dad leaves. Because they find out that Grace is actually the, the sole survivor of a cult who committed mass suicide. And it turns out the daddy is like some kind of reporter. He like writes books on cults. And she was, Grace was one of his subjects. subjects. And then he developed a fucking relationship with this woman. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like, that's not problematic. Yeah. And also the guy that plays the pastor of the cult is Riley's real dad. Like, repent. Oh, repent. Repent your sins. Repent your sins. (laughs) So this is another movie that uh, seeing it the second time, I saw how the kids actually prepared this whole thing. Mm -hmm. This they had planned. Those ain't shit ass kids planned. Well, they use their their dollhouse as a diagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we see the dad sees it later, and he's like, "Why?" Because you you see the little Aiden kid hanging, Mm -hmm. and the dad sees that as he's like right before he comes back to the house, and I was like. Fuck these kids. They planned this whole thing. They learned InDesign for this shit because they created like missing posters for themselves. They created. They went way out. I they they like, cut the power off, uh, took away all the damn food. Mm-hmm. They gave, they killed this lady's dog. Oh, my. You know, and then they also had the audacity to like then to uh, have like their phone still had power. They still had speakers that were playing. They were still talking. Yeah, they were still talking to they, they kept they were talking to their dad the whole time. And then they pl- they were playing her so hard. They really did. Listen, I, I, I it's hard because I, the way they were thrust into this whole situation really fucking sucks. It really it really did. Did they have to go all balls out like they did? No. Do you because I was they wondering. They just acted out like normal kids. Like, right. fuck you. Like, I'm running away. Like, I don't know. And I get pranks and I love them. That's not a prank. But they're, was, they're psychotic. I was like, what did they think was going to happen? I was wondering as I was watching it the second time, I was like, at what point did they realize that they had set some shit in motion that they could not control? Because, because um, I thought it like when well, gr- well the moment she goes outside, it was the, the dog. The dog is what did it, mm-hmm. and then she wouldn't come back, and that was it. But when she has she has a dream that she discovers the kids with like the 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 duct tape over the mouth and like sin mm-hmm. written on it, and uh. Aiden wakes up and she's standing over him with the gun. Yeah. I think that was the moment that they sort of realized that some shit had got set in motion, but they didn't let up because they could have at that moment. This is the part in which the movie could have not ended the way that it did if they just were like, listen, lady, we were just playing a prank on you. It's fine. But, but they uh, leaned into it. They leaned into it and they were like, oh, you've been walking like this all night. They did see it and they did try to stop it. But I mean, but it, again, it was just too little too late. I think as soon as they started anything, mm-hmm. it was... It was a wrap. I wanted, she was too fragile. Yeah, but it's really all of this is just the dad's fault. Mm. All of this, it's just his fucking fault. He should have been the only one that got shot, and then that should have been the end. Yeah. Really, yeah. Like, and then the kids maybe should have just been in the 
the cabin by themselves and they have to fi- you know figure out how to get the fuck out or of at least know. get slapped the shit out of yeah something <laughs> but um but no i didn't i did enjoy that ending though i like that um i did ending. too i like because like the daddy comes back grace is full on and crazy only thing i can say is why aren't they grabbing that fucking gun on the table uh it's right there. I know. What Grab the gun. She's gonna slap their hand or something. She's this bitch is out of it. Their, their hands aren't even tied. They just did all these, all this shit, all these theatrics. For and days. You can't for days. Jump across the table and get the gun. It reach across the table. Mm-mm. That's all. You can't just jump on a bitch. Come on now. Anyway, you know you, your kids. Are that scrappy. was problem. That that actually was. I, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but uh, I really did. I mean, they they got their comeuppance in the end. Yeah, I, it was a good movie. Um, it it didn't drag like I thought it would. Like it, it was it. Good mo- good night, mommy. Drags a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a cool ass film, but it drags a lot. Yeah. Um, and they built it up to be like that film. They built it up to be the scariest is, is shit, and it wasn't. It was just like a really fucked up movie. I mean, it was just I was fucked up when that lady started peeing on herself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this overall, I I really it was effective. We had. Uh, I had a good time seeing it. I know. I did too. I, you know, and it, like again, I'm going to say this because oftentimes we get in this and we 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 talk about movies that either are a guilty pleasure or we didn't really like. Mm-hmm. And Good Night, or, uh, uh, the Lodge, sorry, the Lodge, and um, Come to Daddy, I thought were actually really effective. Yeah, they um they were unpredictable to a certain extent. Or like both I, of them were just kept me guessing. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Also, three things just really quickly. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed that the thing was playing in the background in the cabin yes. during it because oh. that was that stood out to me because it, it was like as the the in the film of the thing as people were going to distrust one another it was playing out in real life in mm-hmm. the movie and that was like what were you gonna say I was gonna say I I second time I saw it um, there is a frame where somebody's watching someone on something on TV and it is uh, what's her name face from Sleepaway Camp. Oh yeah, homegirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was like, listen, there's some Easter eggs there for us, yeah, for yeah, people yeah. like us. I, I didn't see that one. That's fucking awesome. Caught it the second time. Yeah. Um, they also the directors attempted to shut off the heat on the actors to make it more realistic, and then they got called out by PR. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, you can't do that. You can do that. Oh, you're not supposed to do that in the states or something. That's what she said. <laughs> like, I guess you're not supposed to do that in the states. Uh, and then like the the b- both the boy and girl were there, um, and they were busted up laughing. They thought it was funny. The little girl, she also said like. They made them stay in a hotel that was similar to The Shining, um, like a little bit off location. And they stayed the way at the end of this, ho- at the, like at the end of the hallway. Like I had to walk all the way down. I was like, I don't know why the fuck they put us down there. It was mm-hmm. a little creepy. And the most traumatizing thing about the whole filming process was she was not allowed to play with the dog because it was a trained actor. And so she wasn't uh, allowed to interact with it other than to work. <laughs> leave it outside and yeah. kill that shit. <laughs> so she mainly signed on because she wanted to play with that dog. And then she couldn't play with it. <laughs> they said, too, that uh, that like when they first got there, it was like snowing incessantly. And that by the time they actually had to shoot the outdoor scenes, the snow was all gone. So they had to like ship snow in. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. Because there is some like there's a lot at- of snow. Because there is a lot of atmospheric scenes, especially when Grace leaves the cabin and she's like walking outside and like sees this other house and is like walking in a circle. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of area to cover that they had to do like new snow with. Yeah, yeah. So well we done. recommend these two. Thank you so much. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right. Um, for our Act 3, our Scream Queen of the Week is Miss Kiersey Clemens. 
Um, you might know her from uh, was it Heartbeats Loud? Heartbeats Loud, Heart- Heartbeats Loud with uh, with Sasha Lane, who and, we covered last week. Yeah, and Nick Offerman. And um, she was in um, Flatliners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw that. Uh, neither did I. I mean, did we need to? No, no, we didn't. I read the Wikipedia <laughs> entry and I was like, I will not <laughs> be taking unnecessary. part. I don't need to see Ellen Page and nothing. But I just want to start saying natural hair, natural hair, <laughs> great God, great Lord Almighty, <laughs> natural hair. <laughs> I love seeing this girl's hair is gorgeous, and mm-hmm. I and it's so important for women of color to see ourselves up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, unfortunately, they did not. Uh, they didn't match the hair with the outfits because this bitch is in Lululemon the whole uh, yes. time. <laughs> so, so, like in Sweetheart, uh, which was directed by JD Dillard, another uh, person of color. Yes, um, it's just basically like a uh, uh, castaway with like the 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 monster from The Shape of Water. Like trying to go to Chowtown on some some teenagers, <laughs> some twenty somethings. Yeah. Um. I really the th- what I liked about this film. I, it wasn't a. I don't think it was a great movie. I think it was. Mm-mm. I think it was okay. It has flaws. But Kiersey does so much with her face and with her her uh, uh um like her um gestures mm-hmm. and her body language. She's because a great actress. So much of it has no dialogue whatsoever. Yeah, it's just her on screen, yeah. and that's all you needed. And you know there are a few other characters in this movie who were unnecessary for this film. Mm-hmm. And the Will they try to add her backstory in there? Yeah, that backstory. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, they just try, kept trying to beat this chick down. And yeah. I'm like, no, sh- why is everything I'm seeing on this island opposite of that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's way smarter than how you guys are portraying her. Yeah, she's really resourceful. But she, wh- like, learns the island really quickly. Really well, although, okay, a glaring, glaring flaw. If there's a monster in the water, why is your ass in the water? All the time. <laughs> All the time, swimming around. I know. You don't go in the water, bitch, no. ever. So I guess this island, like, the thing is, like, it has a current that, that like, continually brings things to the island. So mm-hmm. as Kiersey is, is investigating, she sees, like, a different camp where a family was. She sees, like, a graveyard. And finds all, like, these resources. Yeah, and, and like, some... that were formerly there. Every now and then, like, a like something, like, a like a thing of supplies will, like, float onto the island. Or a body. Or a body. that From the, the ship that she fell off of. Right. So she was out with her boyfriend and some of her boyfriend's friends. Like, this ship went down and the friends were kind of scattered. Uh, she washes up to the shore with somebody. He dies from his wounds. He gets eaten by the monster after well, she his, tries to his bury body, him. Yeah, disappears later after it's been buried. It gets massacred and dragged into the ocean. And then um, halfway through, like a part of another one of her friends kind of washes up to shore. She turns him over and his, yeah, his face is gashed in. Yeah. And then her boyfriend and the uh, like this other girl, um, they float up in like a raft. Mm-hmm. And, and these two motherfuckers, ooh-wee, mm. they were... They, she should have kicked their raft back into the yeah. like go. Back. <laughs> yeah, I know we ain't got room. Yeah, we ain't got room. Uh, but it, it kind of turns out that they may, might have killed one of the other ones, like her other. Because I like, didn't pick up on that. There's like blood on the knife, and there's like blood in the raft, and uh, it, it, I felt like they were trying to say that like those two had done one of the other ones dirty. I, I didn't pick up on that. But yeah, I tried to do a little research. I saw you wrote that in here. I was like, let me do. And I tried to and I didn't find anything on that. Listen, Wikipedia, once again, <laughs> I need you. If, if it's in there, tell me. <laughs> but I, I didn't see that part. Um, I also want to point out this LA Times review with Sanaya Kelly, where um, she asked the director, what's the significance, in your opinion, of the protagonist and the last person standing being a black woman in this survival story, which is a genre that often doesn't feature people of color? And he had an answer that's, I think, really relevant to our show and one of the reasons why we 
wanted to do this. And he says, my little sisters and I have all grown up being genre obsessed fans. I don't think it was until a little later in our lives that we realized so many of our heroes were white. And that's not by choice necessarily, but when you're watching old noirs or these big genre stories, it's so rare that you see yourself. And so him wanting to center blackness in this movie was him giving people like us a black final girl. Yes. You know, and and, other, and I needed that. Yeah. I, you know, as I am that girl, I, I've been desperate for characters like this. And, you know, I'm I'm willing to take whatever. But now, like, I can have what I really wanted. And mm-hmm. it's it's a lovely thing. Yeah. So, Kiersey Clemens, you got the Screen Queen of Stamp of Authority. Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound. With theme music by Doc Allison. I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. I suddenly forgot how to talk. You can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S on all relevant social media. And I'm Drea Washington. You can find me at Hey Girl Hey. That's H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y. You can find us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast. And on the internet at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. Send an email to ScreamQueen at gmail.com. That's S. C-R-E-E-E-M that's three E's S-C-R-E-E-E-M queen at gmail.com and we might answer your questions in a future segment. In the scary movie of your life you better scream scream, queen. queen! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.